If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I'm just fascinated with the um, interest in this Coyotes arena situation. Is there a misconception out there why this is happening? There really is. It's a it's a short-term solution to a long-term spectacular opportunity. There's a big vision here. Alex Marullo, the owner, is undefeated in projects. He doesn't fail. I have two gold shovels. I'd like a third. This is the Rod Peterson Show. G'day, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show on this Wednesday, March the 16th. We're coming to you live, as always, from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And, oh, we got a big day for you today. TSN's Director of Scouting, Craig Button, is going to drop by the program today. The President of the Calgary Stampede, Steve McDonough. Yahoo! Stampede Steve's going to be here, and we're going to break with protocol because we have got a very special guest. We're going to right out of the shoot. Shoot number three. Alana Nolan joins us, formerly of Flames TV and Stamps TV, WHL on Shaw and all kinds of great things. Our good friend Alana Nolan's dropped by the Green Eagle. How are you doing, Alana? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Rob. How are you with talking sports? You good for I'm, two I hours? I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, welcome down to the Gray Eagle. People in Calgary and all of Alberta would know Alana very well as the host of Flames TV and Stamps TV. But for the viewers across uh, the nation on Game Plus and the States, we're going to get in a little bit of Alana's story. You did your last game Saturday. Saturday, I know. I'm so sad. For the Flames. For the Flames, yeah. 3 nothing victory over the Detroit Red Wings, and you're moving on. So before we get to the quick six show topics and all the rest, which the gal's a trailblazer in the broadcasting industry. She can hold her own with the NHL leftovers, the WHL leftovers. Randy Ambrosie was in town yesterday. Uh, whatever comes up, we can talk about with Alana. But you're in a interesting spot in life it's a it's a new chapter i'm, I'm a free exciting. agent yes how does that agent. feel it feels good it's it's uh it's a change it's something new uh but it's an adventure and, and i'm really excited after 10 years with the calgary stampeders and almost five years with the flames uh i'm i'm excited for what's next well you literally i appreciate you coming down early to gray eagle we had a little visit down here in the stage bar and i said you've done everything there is to do here Right? It's true. Yeah. So, and, and you got some rings. You want to flash those in front of the camera? This, you got a couple of great cup rings, the Stampeders. I should have five, Rod. I'm very disappointed. Lost three. I know. Yeah, that's, and throw a Stanley Cup ring in there. It's a, it can't be easy leaving now. No, I'm like, I, I that's the thing. It's like I have major FOMO that I'm going to be uh, in Toronto for the NHL playoffs and, and miss uh, how far the Flames go because I really do think that it is a special team and, and Daryl Sutter's got them playing a special way and I think they are going to go pretty far. So we're going to welcome in the comments, in the chat, from the viewers watching on YouTube. Of course, the text line is open, 902-518-3033, anywhere across 
the globe, you can comment and text us. Again, 902-518-3033. But we got a lot of stories we can get into. And obviously, as I said, the happenings in the NHL last night. But I think the Stamps seem to be quite upset that you're leaving too. (laughs) Like that's quite an association. Like that's your team. That's my team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we've, you know, I've managed to develop some really close relationships, obviously, with John Huffnagel and his wife, Sherry. We're about as, as tight as you can get. And, um, you know, we had a shoot last week uh, with Taylor Artilio, our strength and conditioning coach. And a bunch of our players are in town and they're training right now. So, you know, to see them and to get hugs and, you know, well wishes and everything else, it's, they're never not going to be my team just because of all the hours that we've spent together and all the the miles that we've put on traveling. Mm -hmm. Well, and I should tell the viewers that we, Alan and I, first crossed paths, WHL on Shaw. The good old days. Right. Five, six, seven (laughs) years ago. And I apologize that I'm jumping all over the place. You know that I'm a bit of a squirrel. Thank you for following (laughs) my zany road here. But that was, you were hosting, I was doing the play-by-play. And it was games in Saskatchewan and Alberta. And when you say the good old days, you came up through rodeo on the air. Yep. So let's start there. Okay. What makes you a rodeo gal? Uh, so I used to trick ride. Uh, I was on the rodeo uh, circuit for many, many years. We used to travel uh, from Denver to San Antonio to Houston every winter. And then during the summertime, we would do some rodeos in Canada. Um, so I got to know the rodeo circuit really well just through performing. And then I ended up working on a couple of rodeo shows. And uh, with that resume, um, Joe Wilcox, who is the uh, station manager here at Shaw TV Calgary, uh, wanted to bring me on for their Calgary Stampede coverage because they were really amping it up with chuck wagons and rodeo. Uh, and then the rest is history. They asked me if I would stay on for WHL and for CIS football, U Sports football yeah. now. And uh, yeah, did seven years of that and got to meet you, exactly. which was great. I'll never forget. It was in the Brand <laughs> Center in Regina. And uh, yeah, I just, she's just radiating this light. It's what you can see as you're watching and you always do. But then how did that lead into the Stamps thing? So or did they kind of? No, this is a funny story. So um, when I first moved to Calgary to work for uh, Shaw, I had approached the Stampeders because I had worked for the Edmonton team um, for two seasons for their website. And this was before, you know, web video was still kind of a thing because there mm-hmm. wasn't the bandwidth for it. Um, so I approached the Stampeders and I said, hey, like I used to do this in Edmonton. Is this something you'd be interested in? And they kind of just blew me off. So the next season, they sent out a tweet uh, and this is why I say I bullied myself in there. They sent out a tweet to say to fans, hey, what do you want to see on game days uh, at the Stan Peters game at McMahon Stadium? And I tweeted, how about a little black-haired girl doing interviews on the sideline? Wow. How about and that? That's Away how I got the job. Good for, see? It's, you got to shoot your shot, guys. She's a bulldog. <laughs> and so before we, we got so many things to get to, as I say, by the way, I see Clark has just popped up the poll question. Let me just stop for a second. Should, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, should Yarmir Yager come out of retirement? If you saw Ovi scored a beautiful goal last night for Washington, he's moved into, I think, its sole possession of third all-time for goals past Yarmir Yager. And Yami's talking about coming out of retirement. Now, the question we're putting is, should he come out? I'm going to say no. Stop it. He's 50. Although, having said that, we're the exact same age, so I I would pull for that. But no, don't be a circus sideshow. 
What's your vote on that, Alana? I, I, I agree with you. I think he should just stay, stay, stay away. <laughs> like, again, I think they're serious about it. You know, Milt was talking about coming out of retirement in the CFL with those old guys. No, just stop, guys. Stop. There comes a time. And Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. He's Tom's created, different. He's created a movement. He started it all. Okay. But, but the thing is, I want Tom to. Where are you on Tom? As a, I'm a Peyton Manning fan, so, yeah, I know. I like am Peyton, I, Am too. I kicked off the show now? No, no <laughs> you can like them all. I love Peyton, too, but Tom's my guy. Okay. TB12. So I got to say another thing. We have some Ryder fans in attendance here. Make some noise. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming down. Finally, we've done, I was adding it up last night, 28 shows live from Grey Eagle, but only, like, five on the stage here. This is what I wanted from the start. This is great. I love Isn't this, this amazing? It's so cool. This so is cool. amazingly cool. And we'll be, we're leaving on Saturday, but we'll be back here in April. Anyways, Ryder's stamps. Oh, boy. <laughs> Despite Ryder fans do not like me. <laughs> they are not going to It's mutual, isn't it? Uh, I enjoy when they're sad. <laughs> right, right. Well, here's the thing. Friendship aside, just me and her, that Ryder's stamps is real. And it's funny because when Mark Killam was on the air, the Stampeder special teams coordinator, I said, is, is winning in Regina as a Stampeder the best feeling in the world? He said, second only to beating them here. And, and see, winning the Grey Cup. Right. Well, he said, and seeing them go home sad. <laughs> That's what Mark Killam said. So it's the cohesion of the <clears throat> Stampeders organization. It's very tight that way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So talk about some of the epic battles because you're on the oh, sidelines. Yeah. Well, 2013, I think, is the one that stands out for me. In West the playoffs. Final? Yeah. That was... Uh, that wouldn't be a good one. No, it wasn't. I mean, that's, what, that's the thing, is you remember, you the, remember losses. the losses more than you remember the wins. Uh, that one stands out. There was a couple... I remember just being on the sideline and being absolutely drenched because the snow was just coming down. Um, it was fun. The Stampeders winning in uh, New Mosaic, I, re I remember that. Green tears, I remember, was something that you either <laughs> tweeted or Instagram. Yep, feeding off the tears of Ryder fans, yes. Right. So when you say Ryder fans don't like you. Oh, I've been called several names. Things I cannot say. How do you deal with that? <laughs> uh, mostly ignore and block. Does it bother you? No. Good. No, not at all. I think Good. it's funny. Yeah. I like that I get under their skin a little bit, actually. And it was something silly. It was like I, I compared Corey Sheets and John Cornish, and I said John Cornish was a better running back, and it was holy Away they moly. Went. Yeah, but that's... You, you realize that is good. It is. It's right? great for the league, right? Yeah. That's what makes the CFL so unique and so special is that, um, you know, fans have this access to, fit to players and to people who report on the team and to management and coaches, and um, they feel comfortable being able to have a conversation like that. Alana Nolan with us, former host of Flames TV, Stamps TV. Are you used to that former in there? Is that? I mean, I've got two weeks left. So. Okay, you do? Okay. <laughs> um, but I am super excited. So we've hired um, my replacement, uh, Natasha Staniszewski, yeah. formerly from TSN. She had her first uh, uh, Stamps TV piece yesterday with Randy Ambrosi, as you mentioned. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, I'm excited because I think she's going to bring not only just a new voice, but new ideas and, and a new approach to Stamps TV because we've been really doing the same thing for a long time we mix it up a little bit but um i think she's she's going to be a great addition i think stamps fans and stamps tv is in really good hands she's a great person she's a western gal yeah. if i can throw that out there 
believe me, the East looks after the East, so we can look after each other in the West. That's what I think. But thankfully, we've smoothed over these waters, I think, between myself and the Stampeders, because I kind of saw you as the um, broker in the deal. Oh. Well, this Bo Levi jersey, there's a story <laughs> behind it. Do you want to get into no. that? No. <laughs> you cost, oh my God. I didn't. <laughs> As usual, was... <laughs> not trying to cause anything and causing yes. something. And you had John Huffnagel on. Yes. It was great. You had Killam on. You had Mueller Mark on. Mark Mueller. And yeah. away we roll. And I'm not sure if Bo will ever be on. But it, I did explain to John Huffnagel when he was on this show here at Grey Eagle. I said, Huff, I came in to speak at a Calgary event. They asked me to bring a jersey. I didn't want to be the jerk and show up with a Fajardo jersey. <laughs> so I thought, let's get a Bo Levi jersey. I'm trying to do the right thing. And Huff was like, well, it's all good now. <laughs> That's a very Huff thing to say, yes. Yeah, very Huff thing, <laughs> very to, Huff thing to say. Is he, it's well, fine now, but it wasn't at the time. <laughs> you, you do see how I was trying to do the yes, right thing. I, yes, Yeah. And that, speaking of, I know that we're kind of Calgary-focused, but why not? We're at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And in my mind... I've uh, picked up that in the next segment, we'll get into last night's NHL stories, dub stories, Randy's road trip stuff, and all the rest. But there's two coaches in this town that can, they're a little gruff. Daryl Sutter and Huff. Yeah. And I know, I've seen the other side of Daryl. It's not, it's just slightly less gruff. Yeah. But I haven't seen the other side of Huff. Is he the same guy behind the scenes as we see on TV? Uh, I think it's a little bit different for me because I think he's a little gentler with women. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it. I love you, Huff. Um, I've, I've seen him upset. Put it this way. My, one of my favorite Huff memories, I think I can say this. So we're uh, heading to Regina for a preseason game, and we had... The like the entire practice, the entire squad trying out. So we had ninety, like eighty some players on this plane, and things were getting a little rowdy. People were excited because we were leaving Calgary and, and going on the road, and the players weren't necessarily sitting down on the plane for us to take off. And Huff stood up, and all he had to do was give a look, and those blue eyes just I wouldn't want to see that. Road. And the plane rod went dead quiet, and everybody sat down, and we took off. That's the control that, he that has of the, the football team. That's the respect he has of the football team, I would say. Yeah. That too. Yes. <laughs> but I would say control. My mind's flashing because it's amazing. When we signed Deron Carter in Saskatchewan, I didn't like him because I just went by what I saw on TV yeah. and his interviews and stuff. And I'm like, why are we signing this guy? And then he shows up in training camp and the same thing happened. Our first road trip, we were trying to take off from somewhere and he wouldn't sit down. The difference was the coach, who will remain nameless, <laughs> didn't do anything about mm -hmm. it. We're like, hey, we got a guy back here that's, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. And Duran was, at that time, kind of acting like a jerk. But then I got to know Duran a little better, and obviously I love him now. I flat out love him. But that's my, why I ask you about Huff, and to a certain extent, Daryl Sutter. What you see on television is yeah. very rarely... What, what they are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and actually, I've every uh, meeting and encounter I've had with Daryl has been great. It was um, last season, uh, I had to interview him, I guess it was last off season. It was my first time because just with protocols and restrictions, uh, I wasn't as involved with the Flames um, as previous years. And so I had to do a Zoom interview with Daryl, and it was kind of a surprise because it was supposed to be with Brad Treliving. Uh, so I'm kind of scrambling and everything else, and I'm, you know, you've, you have this 
impression of somebody because of what you see on TV. Mm -hmm. And so I told our um, director of communications, Peter Hanlon, I'm like, tell him I'm a horse girl. And we'll, this'll, this'll bridge the, bridge the gap here. Cause we'll, we'll talk about horses and farms and cattle and everything else. And this'll, this'll pick us off right. And so we get on the zoom and Peter Hanlon says to Daryl, he goes, Alana fancies herself a ranch woman. And I'm like, ranch what didn't no, say that no i said i said i ride horses and daryl was great he was like we got plenty of horses on the farm here he's like you come out anytime and then we got There's into the interview so yep that was, <laughs> that was my one of my encounters with daryl and and he's been great to me and to our flames tv crew ever since so we only have a minute here before we break but i said when we started that you are to me a trailblazer because you were on the air before it was a the inclusive movement. It was before the inclusive movement. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So what was it like to be a female doing what you did uh, it before was, it was on Vogue? It was, you know what? Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm an only child, but I, I related to the boys. I got along with the boys really well. I kind of felt like when we were doing our WHL on Shaw broadcast. You were one of the guys. I felt, exactly. I felt like somebody's little sister that was just kind of, you know, hanging out. We're talking sports. We're watching sports. We're here for a good time, not a long time. Um, it, you know, and I, and I really wanted to make it easier, like it, like they say, extend the ladder down. I really wanted for the next girl or the next female reporter to come up, make it easier for her. And, and do you I feel hope, like you have? I hope so. Yeah. Do you, have you had young girls say you're my idol in this business? I, so I'm going to humble brag here for a second. You go, that's on, why our I new, on our new on our new hire uh, again, why Stamps TV and, and the Stamps website is going to be in, in great hands. Um, Michaela uh, Berze was my uh, placement student last summer and uh, worked with us uh, at training camp with the Stampeders, and she's like, "I want your job. Like I've watched you for years, and like you're you're what I want to do." And I'm like, "Fantastic! Here's what you have to do to, to get here." Um, and then she worked really, really hard. A position came open with our Stampeders website. She got the job. Bravo. And she's already killing it. The Rock responded to one of her tweets last night. I'm so proud of her. So, yeah. She's off to a great start. Oh, 100%. She's going she's gonna to change everything, and it's going to be for the better. Alana Nolan of Flames TV and Stamps TV with us down at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. On the way, Craig Button, Arash Madani, Steve McDonough from the Calgary Stampede. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. A Eagle Resort and Casino, where the gateway to the foothills, aerial coverage, provided by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Tell them Rod sent you, get 10% off. How about that? Right. By tell the way, Lanny sent you. Tell them Lanny sent you. <laughs> the master of redneck comedy, Jeff Foxworthy, is coming here live at the Great Eagle Event Center, Saturday, May 28th. Actor, writer, producer, and former host of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Jeff, uh, Jeff Fox with his hilarious show can't be missed. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.ca. Plus, July 28th, catch the West Coast Beach vibes with one of the most influential rock and roll bands of all time, the Beach Boys. Dance and sing along to the best hits of the iconic band for one night only, July 28th. All right. Um, Alana Nolan here from Stamps TV, Flames TV. While I reset and get my NHL notes up here, this place loves... 
the Calgary Stampeders, but that's not news to you. No, we've uh, we've hosted our poker tournament here at the Gray Eagle uh, many, many day, many years. Uh, they they treat us very, very well. That must be a thing that they do because they treat us very, yeah. very well too. We very much enjoy being down here. So. The host of Flames TV is going to help me with uh, last night's NHL leftovers. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? It's a little later than normal. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with NHL leftovers from last night. Eric Jalgren made 35 saves to earn a shutout in his first NHL start as Toronto blanked the Dallas Stars for nothing. I thought it was a big deal to earn a start in your first uh, NHL game, but apparently not. Four other Leafs goalies have done it. Good for him, yeah, but it's a big deal. But get used to the name Eric Jalgren because he might be the Leafs goalie moving ahead. Meanwhile, the Edmonton Oilers almost paid for falling asleep at the wheel. Evander Kane had a pair of goals, and the Oilers held on for a 7-5 victory over the Detroit Red Wings. Edmonton raced out to an early 3-0 lead in the team's third straight win as they try to solidify their playoff position. The Wings, meanwhile, have lost six straight. And I was going to tweet last night, Alana, the Wings are exactly what Alberta needed. But I didn't want to be that negative guy, but I'll say it here. The Wings just, they barely showed up at the Saddle Dome on Saturday. Barely, yeah. Yeah, and Edmonton almost messed it up last night. I watched that game. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Well, that reminds me. That was Atlanta's last game with Flames TV. The shots at one time were 19-1, Flames After over Detroit. After first period, yeah. yeah. And then 30-3. to Five, yeah. 30-5, to <laughs> either or. And when you're hosting a game like that, are you like, glued on the game or what do you do while the game's going yeah on? so we uh have our flames tv desk set up uh in the dressing in the event level next to the dressing room so we have uh, our um jumbotron crew does an excellent job they've got a huge tv there for my old eyes to uh <laughs> to watch the action uh, that's going on um and then yeah you just sort of watch the game and take some notes and then uh we have a post game show uh, that goes live into the bowl and onto YouTube. Uh, so with our guest, sometimes the guest sits with me during the period. Sometimes they just come on after and we talk about, break down the game and talk about all the storylines that are going on. Do you carry the Daryl Sutter News Conference live as part of that? Yeah. Okay, so then you saw the question where somebody said, was it hard for Jacob Markstrom to go 20 minutes without a shot in that game? Daryl, that's his job. <laughs> I love Daryl. I would He's hate so interviewing good. him. I said to Mark Steven here Friday, guy that you would know very well, voice of the Stampeders, who would be the worst guy to interview? Bill Belichick, Daryl Sutter, or Greg Popovich? Because none of them oh. seem to like the media. I would say Bill Belichick. Would be the worst? Yeah, I, that would be my, my guess. I mean, I have never interviewed him, but that to me would be. I don't really want to interview any of them. <laughs> if you had to pick one. We could try to get yeah. Daryl on here. <laughs> He'd, he'd be fine. He'd There's be no fine. doubt about that. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about cows. You'll be fine. Well, actually, it's funny you say that because when Brent Sutter was running the Red Deer Rebels, because, you know, I'm a farmer, Alana. <clears throat> well, I have farmland. Somebody farms it for me. But I said to Brent Sutter, how was the hay crop this year, Brent? And he just gave you that look. You know? You know. And away we and went. You're in the club. Didn't take that, much. That was my exact approach with him, too. But so it was an exclusive club. Yep. Very exclusive club. How are the cow-calf pairs? <laughs> right, right. And away they go. Can't shut him up then. But don't ask him about his lack of ability on the power play. Mm -hmm. Winnipeg Jets 
players were fired up by some Bronx cheers from their home crowd last night in a 7-3 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. The Jets didn't get a shot on goal until late in the first period, prompting some sarcastic cheers from the Jets faithful. Captain Blake Wheeler says the jeering wasn't pretty. Kyle Connor extended his goal-scoring streak in the win. So huge win there. I saw Bob Knuckles Irving, the conscience of Winnipeg sports, kind of calling out Blake Wheeler for calling out the fans. To me, it all seemed very Winnipegish to me. And we have a lot of viewers on Game Plus TV out in Winnipeg. So I'm careful when I say that. But you've spent now a good deal of time in Winnipeg. And you strike me as a gal that quite enjoyed your time in Winnipeg. I, I enjoyed my time at the games in Winnipeg. I, I don't know if uh, I would be making this move if, if uh, my partner Pete was still with the Blue Bombers. Right. I'll just leave it at that. No, no, I got it. But I, the point being, her partner Pete was with the Bombers. One Grey Cup or two for him. One. Four. No, with, oh, the, with bombers. the Bombers. Just one. Just the last yep. season. It's interesting to me because I've long said the Winnipeg sports fans carry a lot of baggage. And quite frankly, so do Flames fans, and nobody carries more baggage than Vancouver Canucks fans. But in Winnipeg, they got that 30 year Samsonite suitcase off their back with the Bombers. And yet the Jets fans, who are the same people, I might say, Jets fans and Bomber fans are the same people, but the Jets fans are still carrying a lot of baggage too. Were you, did you spend enough time in that town to get a sense of what the, the vibe is? Not the- with the Jets. I mean, the, the, fan, the Bomber fans show up and they are passionate and they, I mean, they, I, I'm biased, obviously, because I think Calgary Stampeder fans are the best in the league. Uh, but Bombers would be right up there. They, it was. I, I was there for the first game of the season, and it was electric. Like that place. When they say that it is the loudest in the CFL, I believe it. I think it is. Yep. And I refuse to acknowledge that. We had out those uh, <laughs> decibel meters, and I'm like, it's fixed. They won the. Like they, they are legitimately the loudest it's stadium loud. in the CFL. Yep. Painfully loud, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, so that's our take on Winnipeg. The Arizona Coyotes' five-game Eastern Conference road trip was a success. Arizona picked up four wins in five games, culminating with a 6-3 victory over the Montreal Canadiens last night. Backup Scott Wedgwood grabbed the win in Ottawa, while rookie Carl Vergmelka, one of the quiet surprises in Arizona, knots the final victory of the trip. One thing you never told me what a hockey haven this is, Atlanta. I didn't know till I got here. You can go to a high-level great game every night obviously. And I had a head scout of a team. I won't say which one. We were talking about this Vezmelka, and he's like, I didn't even know who he was. And this guy's a head scout. Let's talk about coming out of nowhere. <laughs> I obviously won't say which team. And Bo Horvat earned praise for his actions on and off the ice in the Canucks 6-3 win over the visiting New Jersey Devils. The 26-year-old had two goals and an assist in the victory. And afterward, Vancouver coach Bruce Boudreau called his captain a true leader, saying Horvat was vocal on the bench all game long. They should give him pom-poms. I got to mention the dub, because again, two WHL on Shaw alum here. And all the teams tell me they watch in the room, this show in their dressing room every day, which was like my goal when we started this, that this would be a daytime show for the teams. You know what I mean? For the players and coaches. So in Winnipeg, Connor Geeky and Chase Wheatcroft each had a goal and a helper as the Winnipeg Ice blanked the Calgary Hitman for nothing in Winnipeg. Did you do much work with the Hitman over the years as a host for the Hitman? Not for the Hitman, no, just with... um... 
with the WHL. We we followed them extensively when Mike Williamson was the head coach. They were doing a lot of winning. Yeah, yes, they were. Uh, in Brandon, Eric Alry and Braden Yager each scored twice in Moose Jaw's 7-1 road win over Brandon. Yager's goal broke Theo Fleury's record for goals by a rookie, and Theo congratulated him on Twitter because that's the kind of guy Theo yeah. is. In Red Deer, Arshdeep Bain scored twice, while Ben King, Talon Brigley, and Kalen Lind had singles for the Red Deer Rebels. They beat the Saskatoon Blades 5-2. In Medicine Hat, Brendan Lee scored twice, including the third period goal that forced OT to lead Medicine Hat to a 5-4 shootout win over God's team, the Regina Pats. Connor Bedard scored. Connor Bedard scored. Did you see it? Of course, everybody saw it. And it's funny because afterwards he did the, the, he swung his stick in his hands, the sizzler. There was a guy in the 80s, Alana, long before your time, oh. Corey Patterson played for the Pats and he used to swing his stick in his hands like he called it the sizzler. He was watching the game from Tallahassee, Florida last night and sent me the clip. He's going, Bernard's got my move. Oh, I'm sure, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey guys, right? Elsewhere, Thunderbirds beat the Americans 5-1. Silvertips beat the Chiefs 3-0. And I got to mention, my Canmore Eagles, they're my team now with my cousin Ethan Schaefer playing on them. They won game seven at Camrose to advance to round two. Go Eagles. Now, I had NBA in here in BCLA, but I only got... Atlanta for a few more minutes. So I just want to say that Randy's road trip started here in Calgary yesterday. Alana pointed out that her, uh, the next Alana replacement, Natasha Staniszewski, interviewed Randy with a one-on-one -on, -one on the Stampeders website. You can go watch it now. But in your time, you must have been around Randy a lot. Yeah. What do you think about this guy? I, I really like Randy. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been around the commissioners since Mark Cohan. Uh, so been through the been through quite the the list of, of leaders and um, you know Randy was actually quite kind to me because he had he had heard that I was leaving and he just said you know thank you so much and anything you need and he was very supportive. Um, he's got he's got big visions. I really like his. Um, they're resurrecting the diversity as our strength um, with different pillars, including women in sport, which is obviously a, a passion of mine. Uh, and this genius sports uh, endeavor, I'm really interested to see uh, when he explained kind of the 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 things that this company can do, not just for the CFL but for sports in general. It's it's an exciting time. It really is. And before we went to air, we were talking about the Edmonton Elks. Even the casual observers are paying attention to what's going on with Victor Quay up there. That guy, I talked about you radiating light. That guy radiates nuclear energy, man. Yeah. How can you not? And then you pair him with Jones. We're all sitting there as CFL people going, this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For their sake, I hope Are we, are we placing bets? Are we... Well, Arlen Bruce was watching the other day, and he said, Rod, do you think the Elks have what it takes to win it all? And I'm like, I just can't see it in year one. Yeah. But eventually, yes. I mean, you've been around Jones. He does win. Yeah. He has his own way of doing it. I'll leave you with this. It was the Stamps gal that you will always be. Who is Calgary's top rival this year in the CFL? Because oh. when Kellerman Mueller came down, all they talked about was Edmonton, 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 Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. I've had a sense that that's who they got to target. On. I mean, that's the Battle of Alberta. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, but I think Winnipeg is, I mean, you've, you saw who they all signed, uh, re-signed again. And they're, they're the defending champs. So uh, when, I, I'm saying when we won in 2018, we had a target on our back. Everybody wanted to beat 
the defending champs. So I think it's going to be a battle royale between the Bombers and the Stampeders. Well, as you, ah, and we got a break. I hate that, but we do. But as you pointed out, the Argos are Calgary 2.0. Yeah. And then you got the Bombers. The, you're in a rivalry with everybody. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you want. 100%. All right. Alana, thanks for coming down. Thank you, and good luck in Toronto. Thank and you anything so much. you need, you know where to find us. Thank you. I appreciate the, it. The great Alana Nolan. The great Craig Button joins us next from Toronto, TSN's director of scouting. You're watching the RP show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Another beautiful morning out here in the gateway to the foothills at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. We've got a note sent in from a viewer, Eric Writes us on Twitter, fantastic show, watching from Goderich, Ontario, Canada. Love the show, Leafs fan here. Love your show's wide variety of sports content, love it. I think you said love at least three times in there. Love, love you, Eric, for watching the show. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, let's go to, we got to go to Toronto to chat with a Calgary guy. TSN's Director of Scouting, Craig Button, joins us on the heels of a big shutout victory. Hey, good morning, Craig, or afternoon uh, to you. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. My my sister-in-law taught in Godrich many years ago. So very familiar. It's right on the it's right on the western part of Ontario, right there uh, on the lake. I'm glad that you pointed I'm glad you pointed that out because I said to Lee Genier, who's an original Ontario guy, you know Lee. I said, Have you heard of a Goderick, Ontario? He says it's Goderich. He knew. So thank you, Craig. So Listen, to quote Brian you Burke. Gotta get out more, Do they, you got to get out more, Rod. Seriously, like there's a beautiful part of this world in our own country that you need to see. <laughs> Y'all hit Western Ontario. It's high up on my list. Trust me, it is. Are they measuring the widths of the streets in Toronto for the Stanley Cup parade or at least casting the statue of uh, the youngster? I even got his name, Jelgren, uh, Eric Jelgren. But he's got to be the talk of Toronto today, Craig. Well, he, he, he should be the talk of Toronto. I mean, number one, I mean, they needed a performance from their goaltender that, you know, didn't put them in a hole, that didn't have them skittish, that didn't have them chasing the game. And Eric Schalgren delivered that exactly. You know what's amazing, Rod? It, it, it amazes me. Like, a shutout in his first NHL start. So that's, a, you know, that's 1,000 save percentage, right? They haven't had a save percentage amongst their two goaltenders combined over 900 uh, since December 1st. And now you know what the conversation is? Get this. Should Shalgren start on Thursday night versus the Canes? It's like, like I feel like I could just like pull out my hair, poke myself in the eyes, because the amount of stupidity that exists, it, it, it knows no limits. Einstein said it best. The difference between genius and stupidity? Genius has its limits. I know, I'm so with you on that. But by the way, let's just, let's just say he continues on a roll here. And for his sake and the Leafs, I hope he does. What a kind of a headache does that create when you got Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek who were, are here to do this? Like, is, it, is there a headache on the horizon here for the Leafs? The headache is, is if you don't have gold then. So if you want to know what uh, type of headache was happening, 
All you have to do is go back to December 1st, get a glimpse into uh, Kyle Dubas, Sheldon Keith, and the players. Rod, you know this. The players are never, ever going to say, yeah, we need better goaltending or we're expecting better. They're always going to defend each other, and that's what they should do, and that's what we should expect. It doesn't take away from the facts. Facts are the goaltending for the Toronto Maple Leafs since December 1st has been one of the worst in the league, right at the bottom of the league. Like, like let's not cheat anybody. So, you know, th- th- there's no headache in having good goaltending. You know, we talk about competition, right? We want competition, you, you know, on the ice, it, within different positions. Now they get a shutout performance when they absolutely needed just, just some semblance of order in the net, and they got it. There's no headache here. And the bottom line is, is that if Shawgren continues on, we've seen this before. We've seen it from Andrew Hammond. We saw it from Jordan Bennington en route to a Stanley Cup. So I'm using two very different examples. Jordan was in the organization, you know, had done very well in the minors, and they call him up because of uh, the problem in the net. Andrew Hammond took the Ottawa Senators to the seventh game double overtime against the eventual Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins. You're just looking for goaltending. I, I, I don't know if Shalgren can do what Bennington did. I don't know if he can do what Hammond did. But I'll tell you what, it's a start in the right direction. And there's no problem for the Toronto Maple Leafs when you're getting good goaltending. There's no headache there. Can you please give me your analysis of the Colorado-Minnesota deal? Because I haven't seen a lot of analysis of it, and I found it a little interesting. Avalanche acquiring Nico Sturm from the Minnesota Wild for Tyson Jost, former Regina Pats properties, you know. 26-year-old Sturm has nine goals, eight assists with a minus five this year. The 24-year-old Tyson Jost has six goals, eight assists. He's plus one. First-round pick out of uh, UND. Sturm can become an unrestricted free agent this summer. Tyson Jost under contract for next season at $2 million. What was your analysis of that trade? Well, number one, Tyson Jost, uh, you know, the 10th overall pick, it just hasn't uh, developed into uh, the player that the Colorado Avalanche thought he did. Rod, I'm going to be very clear. He, he made a massive mistake leaving North Dakota after one season. It was a massive mistake. He was nowhere near ready to turn and try his, uh, his hand at the NHL. And you, you think back to Tyson, and I've known Tyson since he was 15 years old. You know, he felt that the college route was best for him. He was patient all the way through. Played in Penticton. Then he went to North Dakota. Like, you know, going along the steps. And then all of a sudden, he's the 10th overall pick and he leaves school. I mean, he, he and, and, and so Tyson Jost, by leaving school after one year where he didn't come close to dominating. He wasn't the best player in college hockey. He wasn't even close to being one of the best players. And now you want to jump to the NHL? Ultimately, what Tyson did is, he, he created his own development problem, and he's never developed. You don't develop at the NHL level. You need to come into the NHL and produce. So what I see it now for Tyson, it's a new start. It's an, an opportunity. He wasn't going to have any traction in, in Colorado. I think it was clear to the Avalanche. I think it was clear to Tyson Joes. So now you get a fresh start in Minnesota. Expectations might be a little bit different for the Colorado Avalanche. They shed some, some dollars next year. Uh, you know, Nico Sturm can come in and do exactly the same thing that Tyson Jost has done for them. Exactly the same thing. So it's a move where Minnesota says, okay, we get a player for next year. We got him under contract. We'll see what we got here. And they 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 probably felt that keeping Nico Sturm might be a challenge. So it works out really well for both teams. I hope it works out for Tyson. I hope he finds traction in his game. I go back to Danny Cleary. Danny Cleary was a high draft pick. 
He jumped to the NHL. I mean, he'd been a good junior. And, and, and he just never was able to find his way. Chicago, Edmonton, down to Arizona. It wasn't until he got to Detroit that he really was able to, to find a place. And, and he became a real, real strong, solid player for the Detroit Red Wings. Tyson Jost might need this change uh, to, to find some similar success in the NHL level. There's no question in my mind that Tyson has the, the sense, the competitiveness, the skills. But he, he wasn't ready to come to the NHL, and he, he just couldn't catch up with it. Hopefully he can do that here in Minnesota. I think we only have 60 seconds, but what is wrong with the Vegas Golden Knights in your estimation? Everything. Everything. There's not one thing that's wrong. It's everything that's wrong. The goaltending is bad. The defensive play is bad. They don't score. They don't attack into the middle of the ice. They're not hard to play against. Where do you want me to start? Like, where do you want me to end? Like, they got, they got massive problems. And it might be just one of those years, Rod, simply, where, you know, they trade for Eichel. Eichel didn't play for a year, trying to find his way. They got the Mark Stone injury, Alec Martinez. They just haven't seemed to find footing. You remember when the Tampa Bay Lightning went to the Stanley Cup final in 2015, lost uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks, and then missed the playoffs? The Vegas Golden Knights might be in a very similar spot. It might be in the best interest of their organization to just, okay, just seems that everything has conspired against us this year. Let's just step back. Let's reevaluate and let's get ready for next year because this team is uh, is not a very it's not a very good team and it certainly is not even close to being any type of contender. I would suggest that is what they need to do, but I don't think their owner Bill Foley is going to allow that to happen. <laughs> I know the pressure that's been exerted within that organization, Craig. I can't wait to see an estimate at the Centennial Cup. That town is vibrating. The National Junior A Championship. They can't wait for you to get down there. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, then you, we talk about how hockey touches everybody across the country and how it's all connected. Estevan's a great spot. It's just to be another great example to showcase the strong community love for hockey and how everybody's embraced. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, Rod. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to show you the barn. It's one of the greatest junior A facilities in the whole land. Thanks, Craig. Have a great day. You too. Craig Button, TSN's Director of Scouting, joining us from Toronto. We're in his town, Calgary, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We're going to take a timeout, come back with viewer takeover. We've got Steve McDonough coming up, the president of the Calgary Stampede and Sportsnet Sarash Madani to talk about this very exciting time for the Toronto Blue Jays. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, uh, here we go for viewer takeover. Pretty excited to uh, welcome Taco Time back aboard, by the way. I say viewer takeover. That's when we turn it over to you, the viewers. One of my favorite times. John Ohm, Ohm, watching in Winnipeg, says the very best NHL analyst in the business, Craig Button. Bang on comments. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I love Craig Button's analysis and knowledge of hockey. He's the former GM of the Calgary Flames. 
director of scouting for the Dallas Stars. That's where I got to know him. He was my dad's boss for 20 years. And I said to Craig, do you ever want to get back into uh, management, even scouting? He says, why? I'm having too much fun. And I think that's very evident that he is. Regarding our hour one guest, uh, in-person guest, Alana Nolan from Flames TV and Stamps TV, Jack Fulton writes in, he's watching in Vulcan, Alberta, and he says, Alana is definitely a class act and does an outstanding job at wherever she puts her hand to. All the best moving forward, Alana. You'll be missed. Much respect always. I don't want to let too much of the cat out of the bag, but I asked her about Bo and will we ever get Bo Levi on this show, and she kind of winked and said, he loves it. He loves the stirring up. I don't know if we're ever going to get over it. But it'll be a monumental day when Bo Levi Mitchell strodes across this stage and is on the, and is on the show. I mean, I, I, hey, the invitation has been extended. Let's put it that way. Not much more I can do. Mike in Toronto says, uh, Mike Blackbird says, a rash is on today. I'm out. Good. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Um, to the text line, the 902 text line, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP. 902-518-3033. Pete Costanza writes in and says, as someone who has coached Stampeders versus Riders and Bombers versus Riders, there is nothing like the Banjo Bowl, Bombers and Riders. Pete Costanza, the longtime Calgary Stampeders Assistant coach. Now he's with the Toronto Argonauts. Alana has referred to him as my partner, Pete. That's him. And he's with the Argos now, and that's why he's taking Alana out of Calgary to Toronto. Not a very popular move for all the Alana fans out here, but hey, she's happy. Pete's happy. It's a bold new world. So Pete's a guy that's coached both the Stamps and the Bombers, and he says there's nothing like the Banjo Bull. He didn't bring up Labor Day. How about that? Those banjo bowls are fun. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. By the way, coming up in hour two, I'm excited to bring on Steve McDonough, and you'll find out why the president of the Calgary Stampede. Some interesting things to divulge on that. Ryan McCarthy watching in New York regarding the Tyson Jost trade says, sometimes a change in scenery is what some players need to give them a kick in the butt. Sometimes you just need a change of scenery in life. As they say, it's time. But this Tyson Joseph, when he got traded yesterday, that perked up my interest too because as Jennifer from the Four Seasons Sports Palace writes in, she says he should have come back to the Pats, especially the Memorial Cup year. Pats had his rights and he never showed up, so we were following him very closely and he never developed in the NHL the way they'd hoped. And now he's in Minnesota Wild. All right, we'll be right back after this timeout for hour two. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.